It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is The Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hi. Hope you guys are doing great. Coming at you from our downtown score studios for the podcast today and i've decided that what we are going to do here i was inspired i just got done doing a live show on the radio on 670 the score where you could hear me doing lots of my reports and hosting various shows and had a texter at the end of the show who was asking me about some of the rookies at the end of the draft class guys like travis bell the defensive tackle and kendall williamson the safety so i thought that we would make this our draft show today. The rookie draftees that Ryan Poles select, I'm just going to go through all of them. Darnell Wright, right through Kendall Williamson, just give a little synopsis on all of these guys. Also some tremendous audio that we're going to play for one of the draft picks, Tyler Scott, the fourth rounder out of Cincinnati, but we'll get to him in just a second. Let's start right at the top. The number one draft pick For the Bears, Darnell Wright, the right tackle out of Tennessee. The Bears from the very beginning of OTAs and mini camps and rookie camp and now into training camp have put him at right tackle and they are throwing a lot at Darnell Wright. And as you would expect, it's been somewhat up and down for Darnell Wright. I think the biggest problem for him right now or recently has been some false starts. And some of that is a product of getting used to the NFL cadences. In other words, the calls that Justin Fields is making. Sometimes there's these silent cadences and that has caused some issues for him as well. But I mean, he looks the part. He's a skilled offensive lineman. He is got that nasty in him that we always talk about with offensive linemen. And I think in his case, it's legit like him and Tevin Jenkins are just a couple of badasses in that regard. So it's all there. All the raw material is there. It's just a matter of putting it together. Like Darnell Wright is not there yet, but I believe that he's going to be fine even early on. I mean, I think that, like, give credit to this Bears offensive staff, starting even with Ryan Poles. Last year, you had a fifth-round pick in Braxton Jones starting every single game at left tackle while he was imperfect. And like I always say, good for a rookie, not necessarily relative to the rest of the NFL. Braxton Jones did start every game, and the Bears got him ready to do that. So my belief is that they can do the same thing with Darnell Wright and that he could be better than Braxton Jones. So that's this quick synopsis on Darnell Wright. Jervon Dexter has been pretty quiet in camp. You know, we keep talking about the learning curve and the relativity factor from what they had him do at Florida to what the Bears are having him do now. More read and react when he was at Florida. Now more breakthrough and get to the quarterback, disrupt all that kind of stuff. And guess what? For the first time yesterday now, as you're listening to this report in the Thursday version of training camp, Jervon Dexter, guess what he did? Just as we were talking about it, and I was doing some of my hits discussing Dexter and what he needs to do to get better. He busted through that line, got right up in Justin Fields' face. Fields goes to throw the ball, and Dexter knocks it down. The one thing that everybody says when you first see Jervon Dexter, players have said this, coaches have said this, he's a huge man. So I look at that guy and say, yeah, I think you can make something into him. So that's Jervon Dexter. Got a little ways to go but I'm starting to see some promise in him. Tyreek Stevenson, the cornerback out of Miami, might be the MVP of training camp, period. Not just for a rookie. Tyreek Stevenson has been good in coverage. He has had several interceptions throughout. There are the occasional rookie mistakes, but to me, I feel completely comfortable 
with Tyreek Stevenson being the starting cornerback on the outside opposite of Jalen Johnson. There had been a competition going on with Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith, but I believe that Stevenson has won that battle. We'll get to Terrell Smith here in just a second. So obviously I'm giving two thumbs up on Tyreek Stevenson. Zach Pickens, the defensive tackle out of South Carolina, like Javon Dexter, asking him to do the same thing and undo some of what they had him do at South Carolina in this 4-3 defense. They want him to explode through the line, not thinking as much, get that first step down from Zach Pickens. He's not made a huge impact as of yet but again got all the tools he's a great guy to talk to and all that but I think he's still got a ways to go before I can say that this guy's going to make a huge impact but yeah I think it very well could still happen third round pick out of South Carolina Zach Pickens Roshan Johnson I know you guys love Roshan Johnson the fourth round running back out of Texas famously played behind Bijan Robinson which you know doesn't really leave a lot of room to run uh, with Texas. But Roshan Johnson has been missing for a lot of training camp. He just recently in the last few days started to put the pads on, which he has been probably more anxious than any player I've ever seen or talked to in my six years of covering the Bears full time. Roshan Johnson likes to hit. He is physical, and we have started to see some of that. By all counts, this is a guy who wants to be a good blocker, and I think he could blossom into it. Right now, he's number three on the depth chart behind Khalil Herbert, behind Deontay Foreman, and I do believe that Roshan Johnson, he is a work in progress, but I'm kind of like you. I'm hoping that there's great things in store for Roshan Johnson. Need to see more. Another fourth-round pick, Tyler Scott the rookie wide receiver out of Cincinnati. He's been another very active player in training camp, made several big-time plays. As you're about to hear here from Tyler Scott, he's also had some drops too. He's had a bad couple of days, and sometimes he looks like a rookie also, just like we keep saying with all these rookies, there are habits that are things that he got away with in college that he's not going to get away with at the pro level. But Tyler Scott, probably the most impressive young man, when we talk about the Q&As that we are fortunate to have with these players, Tyler Scott is impressive, but we are going to talk to him right here about what this level is like, the NFL. You know, here at the NFL, it's a lot more disguises, coverages, um, you know, it's a lot more different things, you know, that you have to, you know, look out and see. Um, so that's also been another thing that on top of just knowing alignments and assignments and things of that nature. Um, you know, once you get those things down, it's like you got to look up like, all right, now what's going on in front of me? You know, and so those are just all the processes that, you know, you kind of go through. And that's also been, you know, another learning curve for me is just kind of really being able to use my eyes and see like, okay, um, is it cover two? Is it cover one? What's the nickel doing? What's the safety doing? Those type of things. Durability is such a big factor for someone like you. You know, the quarterbacks say be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there and also avoiding drops. As far as being dependable in those two facets, where are you right now? Where, you know, how, how confident are you that you'll be able to, to be that guy? And, and is that part of the developmental thing as well? Yeah, no, I think it's definitely, you know, definitely part of the developmental period of just continuing to grow. Um, you know, you just, like I said, just knowing the assignments and alignments, being where you're supposed to be. Um, I think I had one route yesterday. Um, I had like a corner route of some sort. They played like a zone coverage and I uh, came out of it. I was on the field with Justin at the time. Um, I came out of it and I want to say I came out kind of too high. And on one of those, he was like, hey, um, you know, more so just settle down. And he was like, I understand too. Like, you know, 
still learning, getting that together, but, you know, just just being able to use your eyes and just kind of see what's going on in front of you so you can find those soft windows and zones um, to just take your, you know, game to the next level. So um, that's all just a part of just learning the different plays, learning what the landmarks are because we have so many different routes and uh, conversions and things that change based off of coverage. So, um, you know, those things are just, again, part of the learning, the learning curve. But um, the biggest thing is just coming in each day and learning from the last day um, and just hoping that you can continue to get better and do your assignments. What about the drops part of it? Is that, are you comfortable with how you've been in camp as far as? Yeah, I mean, I've had a, I had a rough patch for maybe, you know, day or two. Um, you know, I think that's just part of the game, you know. You know, I was perfect. Um, you know, it's just part of just growing, you know. Um, no one's ever perfect in practice, and that's the way – that's where you want to make those drops is in practice. Um, but, no, I mean, it'll come back to you. At the end of the day, you play football, catch the ball, and, you know, it's a, it's a never, never overthink it. I'll put it that way. Um, so, yeah. Have you been better than just, just getting – you know, you have some play that's a disappointment before you drop whatever, and just moving on to the next. Is that – if you is that something you, like, worked on consciously, like, I'm going to just let this go quicker? Oh, for sure. Um, I think I, I heard back to my trap background. Um, with that. Um, so growing up, I used to run track. Um, I started when I was maybe five, six, um, ran track for a while. And one thing I learned there is first thing is your emotions. Um, you know, learning how to control your emotions. You, know, you don't want to be too antsy. You don't want to be too um, hyped up, you know, because you may jump the start. You may pull a hamstring, those type of things. Um, so I've really learned to be in tune with myself and with my body, just with my thoughts, um, and just really being calm. You know, I'm not the type of person before a game that really likes to get hyped up. Yeah. I mean, I hope you took that in the way I did. Like, oh my God, this guy, like, incredible. And it's easy. Like, I understand, man. It's easy to be seduced by a player sometimes when we're just talking about talking and you want to see it on the field. You know, we need to see it. And he could be that guy, though, man. Fourth round pick out of Cincinnati, Tyler Scott. And man, I want more. I want more of that. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got on Saturday. Matter of fact, at the very end here, just just a couple minutes here, because I got a few more players I want to discuss. One more thing from Tyler Scott coming up at the end of this podcast that you guys are going to love. Like every age Bears fan that is listening to this is going to absolutely love it, if you know what I'm saying. So just stand by for that. Noah Sewell, man, been very impressive. The linebacker, rookie linebacker, fifth rounder out of Oregon when Jack Sanborn was ramping up. Coming off his injury last year, he's definitely the first linebacker off the bench, and he's good. He's physical. He's fast. I do think Jack Sanborn is, at this point, better. I think Jack Sanborn deserves to be the starter, but look out for Noah Sewell, the linebacker out of Oregon. Terrell Smith, I referenced him earlier in that competition that he and Tyreek Stevenson were having. Terrell Smith all of a sudden has missed a bunch of practice, was with an undisclosed injuries. We don't get injury reports during the preseason. We've been told by the head coach, Matt Eberflus, that if it's serious, he will tell us. So I can only presume that Terrell Smith's injury is not serious. But Terrell Smith, the cornerback, fifth rounder out of Minnesota, has had a good camp. No doubt about it. And he's kind of the surprise guy out of camp because, I mean, we were justifiably very focused on the second rounder. But Terrell Smith, man, there's a reason that they picked him and they have identified him as a contributor. It's pretty clear. Two other guys, Travis Bell, seventh round defensive tackle out of Kennesaw State. He's a big dude, 5'11", 
probably about the best analysis I can give you on him right now. Obviously, coming from that school, Kennesaw State, seventh round pick. He has not differentiated himself as of yet. There's not been a big impact. They love him. I think that they identified him as like one of their favorite dudes in terms of character. And then the other seventh rounder as well, who they love as well. I've not had a chance to talk to Kendall Williamson, the safety out of Stanford, but they love him. He's a big time, you know, I think I remember Ryan Polson, character guy, and they single those two guys out as just dudes that they really like. But in terms of playing and where they fit in right now, honestly, I don't really know. They've just not really broken through as of yet on those two guys. We'll wrap up this podcast too with one more cut. And this is coming again from the rookie wide receiver, Tyler Scott. And man, talk about an adult. You're going to love some of the names that he's about to drop in terms of the style of play, which he wants to emulate. And I should add to this, keep in mind that Tyler Scott was a running back in high school. Let's roll it, Ray. You know, one of my favorite players growing up to watch was Gale Sayers. And I just loved how elusive he was. And so I'm kind of trying to take that style um, of just kind of being shifty, kind of, you know, being able to make people think one thing and move them without even touching them. Um, you know, I kind of take pride in and love to do. You're, you're young for referencing Gale Sayers. Where does that come from? <laughs> uh, it comes from my dad, really. Um, you know, he, he, started, uh, he started showing me video clips of just – older players uh, when I was about eight years old. And the guy that really stood out to me was Gil Sayers. Um, you know, I've seen him against the 49ers, I think, when he had the six touchdowns. And um, just watching him, just the way he moved, you know, it was just, just so unique. And, um, you know, I just kind of fell in love with just kind of the old school players, just kind of watching each player, whether it was him or like an Earl Campbell who was more downhill or um, you had like an Eric Dickerson, who people used to always say I was kind of ran like when I was playing running back who had the upright running style, you know. And so um, I just kind of fell in love with just kind of watching each player from generations, just kind of seeing, you know, what made them unique because it made them great, you know, but it looked in a lot of different ways. I mean, is that not incredible? Like, good father. The Gale Sayers stuff, and I was just as impressed hearing like Eric Dickerson. Yeah, very specific, man. Like Eric Dickerson, upright running style, complete badass. Like almost like too tall to be a running back. You know what I mean? Like Eric Dickerson back in the day for some of my old heads out there. That was just unbelievable stuff from the rookie Tyler Scott. Again, like I said, I hope we can keep bringing you this because that would mean that he's good. So, uh, but that's what we need to see. I'll be out at Soldier Field on Saturday. If you're checking this podcast out this morning, I'll be on uh, live on the score from 5.30 until 10 a.m. on the Molly and Haw show. I will be the David Haw portion of the show working with Molly. My challenge right now as I get ready to walk out of the score studios is to not meander down into the kitchen and the hallway just right where WBBM is because there's like six boxes of pizza in there right now and i'm on a diet so that is a huge goal for me and my guess is is that when i come back in here in the morning (laughs) those pizzas will still be out here but they will not look nearly as luscious as they are looking right now for ray diaz our wonderful executive producer ray's the guy who by the way you know ray's ray's rolling right now man he's the one putting up the graphics that you see on the podcast right now, playing the sound, putting this whole thing together. So thank you to Ray Diaz for doing a great job. He's the regular executive producer for the Bernstein and Holmes show right here on The Score. Hope you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you the next day probably. Bye.